Cool. Talk to me, man. It's your boy, Young Hope. If you turn the motherfucking noise up, we can get right into the proceedings this evening. Headphones at the start. Bring it down a little bit. Okay. Now we working with it. The boy face up and baseline, baby. Mom, welcome to New York City. Crack in my clothes, don't make me have to relapse on these hoes. Take it back out, they taxing them roll. When I was hugging it, niggas couldn't do nothing with it. Straight from the oven with it, came from the dirt. I emerged from it all without a stain on my shirt. You could blame my old earth for the shit she instilled in me. Still with me, pain plus work. Shit, she made me milk this game for all this work. That's right. Niggas can't fuck with me. I'm calling guts every time. Drag my nuts every time, homie. We make a great combination, don't we? Me in the face, mom. Every time we face off, face it, y'all. Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff vs. The World Presents the I'm Not Dave Wrestling Podcast. And like always, I got my man Manny here. What's going on, good sir? Jeffrey, what's good, man? What's good, everybody? Oh, man, nothing much. It is, this is episode 22. And it yeah, feels minute, good man. to be back. <laughs> yeah, we're back. You know, hey, you know, I want to apologize to the audience. You know, it's 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 been a while. I know we didn't plan on it being, you know, the first episode since July. But you know, hey, life gets in the way. You know, it's summertime. We both got families, and, you know, other responsibilities. So you know, life gets in the way. But we back. We back. Yeah, we definitely back. Um, I know we were supposed to have retrospect of Daniel Bryan career in WWE, which I figure we will get to. Um, things have changed a little bit in the landscape of wrestling, but before we get to that change, I have a number one topic that I feel like we need to hit head on. And Uh-oh. it's been on my mind for a while now. And I have talked about it on Twitter here and there. Um, but it's the wrestling community, man. It's just in general the wrestling community. Now I need to know you personally. How deep does your like? Yeah, I'm part of this wrestling community. Community, or are you more of? I dabble in the wrestling community. I'm not really in it. Um, it's it's, it's weird. I feel like I was in the wrestling community before the wrestling community was cool, and then as what we call the I, I and I don't know what you want to use to call it IWC you know wrestling community whatever 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 term you want to use you know once it kind of blew up and became a thing I kind of feel like I only fuck with the wrestling community like that like I liked it when the wrestling community was like this small thing it's like this like secret society thing and now that it's become like this big ass you know whatever I feel like I don't really fuck with it like that like I feel like I'm kind of like at an arm's length from it, like some of y'all I fuck with, some of y'all like y'all, y'all are weird. <laughs> so that's how I kind of that's how that's how really I I approach. Um, and part of that is also like you know I'm I don't watch as much wrestling as I used to. Like I used to be twenty four seven wrestling WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, New Japan. Like I used to be in it every single you know, and I don't do that as much anymore. So I think that's part of it too, but. Um, yeah, I, I kind of feel like 
today, if you ask me today, September 18th, 2021, I'm sure y'all going to listen to this sometime next week. But, you know, when you ask me this month right now in, in real time, am I a part of the wrestling community or do I feel like I'm attached to the wrestling community? Not really. Okay. And the reason why I asked this or the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I have been on a journey. And it's to be more involved, I guess, in the wrestling community. But one thing I realized or a couple of things I've actually realized is, number one, like you said, it can be weird sometimes. It definitely can be weird. Very. Um, the second thing is it's a very cliquish. Yes. Uh, very much so. High schoolish. Mm-hmm. Uh just behavior that goes on within it and i didn't realize it until like i was starting to do this podcast and maybe trying to do some more things but the thing i didn't realize is that a lot of people which um cam told me this you know they have fraternity motives um and i'm not willing to I, I'm just not like I see a lot of people who they always quote tweeting wrestlers and like tagging them and stuff and like I'm not doing all that like I'm not even looking into this because the thing I was trying to do was like I was doing with the um movie thing was to bring more black probably not well known wrestling podcast together same thing I'm doing with the movie thing mm-hmm. right. But our thing is, you know, we just having fun with it. We just doing whatever. So with the wrestling side, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to have a small circle that could, you know, lean on each other if you need help, all that good stuff, whatever it may be. And that was the goal. As I was trying to get to this position, I just started to see just wild behavior. And maybe it's because I ignored it. Maybe it's because I put blinders on. It's the thing of, well, hey, I'm talking to A, B, and C person and, you know, trying to open that communication. Well, they don't communicate. Okay, no harm, no foul. Move on to the next person. And, you know, it just goes on and on. And then you find people and then people kind of flaky and it's all this other stuff. And then people want to talk this. And this is me looking from the outside at this point, like people talking about, oh, black this, black that, and let's put black... um wrestling you know people in you know basically come together and let's lift us each other up but the next day they turn each other down and i'm just like yo this ain't for me bro i i realized that and i'm okay with it i just think i needed that open forum to talk about it which is my podcast like my my podcast if you fuck with me you fuck with me if you don't you don't if you listen to me and manny Cool. If you don't, cool. If you read my tweets and agree with them or disagree with them, or we can have a dialogue, cool. I think that's where I want to keep it at right now. Just because I see a lot of my friends go through headaches <laughs> and nonsense. But actually, they get paid for it. And you pretty much know who I'm talking about. They right. get paid to do it. So it's totally different. And hey, who am I to say, nah, I can do that. So more power to them. I don't, I'm not getting paid to do this So I can do it in my time I can do it in my speed I don't have to rush Yeah it's been mm-hmm. since what July What I say July 26th That we right. did a podcast So what 
It is what it is. And I'm fine with that. My thing or my advice would be for people within that community to just really look at yourselves and try to figure out why are you really trying to be in this community? Is it because you want to really be in the wrestling community? Is it because you want to achieve something in the wrestling game as far as, you know, a podcast or uh, doing things that a writer, whatever it may be? Is it because you just need something to belong to? Because you have many people that's in the community that, that just tear down everything. If you're in the rest of the community, it ain't nothing that you like. Critiquing is one thing, but mad or upset about every single show, no matter if it's AEW, WWE, uh, MLW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, it is always just like, bro, why the fuck are you in this community? What's happening? I, I think, it, I, I, well, first of all, you're spot on 100%. So I, I don't disagree with anything that you just said. I think it's just part of just any community in general nowadays. Like, I feel like it's just a societal thing, right? Like, I feel like if you're a part of any community, like, you know me, I'm a very politically motivated person. So I'm involved. I host a podcast any given Sunday. By the way, go check that out. Um, so I host a podcast with my co-host, Josh Rodriguez. And, um, you know, we we talk about sports and we talk about politics. So we both consider ourselves leftist, like hardcore leftist. Like we have leftist, leftist views. We feel like our normal views, but some people may think they're extreme. But we're a part of a leftist community is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And online and even in that community. Right. Like there's a lot of weird behavior. Right. Because there's leftists piling on other leftists. And it's like if you don't if you don't agree with me on every single point that you're not a real leftist when I'm judging you by my by my metrics of being a leftist, you're not a real leftist or, you know, I'm more leftist than you because I'm willing to go to the extreme on that. You know what I mean? So it's so I feel like that's that's that kind of behavior on a lot of different like, quote unquote, groups, communities, whatever online. And I think it's I think it's just a societal thing. I think it's just a very like humans as a whole. We're very, um, you know, we're communal figures in that sense. So we want to be a part of something. We want to be a part of a community. We want to be we want to be a part of, um, you know, we've, we have a lot of tribalistic natures to ourselves. So, you know, we want to be a part of something. And I feel like, you know, I think most people handle it well. It's just those that that select few that take it to extremes right and they feel like they have to be gatekeepers of shit you know what i mean like they have to be like this isn't what i consider wrestling or this isn't what i consider music or this isn't what i consider movies or this isn't what i consider leftist or, or you know in the case of conservative conservative pop, like like anytime you're in a kind of group like that like i feel like there's always going to be those gatekeeper figures where it's just like they feel like their view and their standard of what is what the only way and it's it's just very weird behavior because it's not and it's just corny like to me it's just corny right because it's like oh well i don't like any show because i want my wrestling to be this so like that's it like you don't even have the ability to say like oh i can see why somebody else likes this or i can see why somebody else would like that or there's kernels of things that i i can take from a show or from a product and say okay that works that doesn't work they don't have that ability so 
it's very weird behavior. That's why I try to stay away from it. And and I do the same thing in the leftist community and other communities that I quote unquote feel a part of or whatever. I try to stay away from that shit, man, because it's like it's not even productive and it makes you hate the product or the thing that you're a part of. Right. Like, so I felt like if I was deeply involved in the wrestling community, like I feel like I would hate wrestling by that point. And I feel like that's kind of what got me annoyed with wrestling in a way. Because like I feel like I myself, when I was initially involved or heavily involved in the wrestling community, I felt like I was the only one that had my own kind of like heterodox thinking of stuff. And like other people didn't share those things. And then they would like, oh, well, you're not a real wrestling fan or you're not of this. And it's like, yo, I've been watching wrestling since like 1991. <laughs> like I've seen different eras of wrestling. You know, sure, I was a kid back then, but like I've been watching this thing we call wrestling for a long time. I've seen a lot of different I see some shit now. So for you to tell me that I you don't think I'm a wrestling fan or I'm a true wrestling fan because I don't subscribe to the same theories that you do or I don't look at things the same way you do is it's just corny to me and it's just corny behavior. So um yeah, I'm, I'm I feel just, like that's just I feel like that's just but I feel like that's a, a case of society. I feel like that's the case of just the internet in general um causing those kind of problems. Yeah, it's it's maybe become a, a lot more standoffish. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. my whole goal was to bring people together. That's what I wanted to do. And yeah. I feel like that would have just been like really dope. But when you see like what it takes, like like when you really watch people and when you watch how things go, like it's no way I'm going to sit here and tag a wrestler 20 times until I get a response. It's sycophantish behavior. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just weird. It's, like, it's, yeah, it's weird. It's like, I don't know them. They don't know me. And do I know some, like, independent small wrestlers? Yeah. Do we? Do I speak to them from time to time? Sure. Do we have an open dialogue? Absolutely. That's it. That's as far as it go. It doesn't go anywhere else than that because, like, it's... It, I, <laughs> I don't know. I just find it like everybody wants to be cool and everyone wants to be yeah. down. And I'm more like, well, let it happen naturally. Like you exactly. don't have, you don't have to agree with everything they say. You don't have to agree with everything they do. You don't have to like everything that they post. Like, it's just like, I, I just noticed this behavior of, well, I want to be down or I want to be in this community. So this is what I have to do. And I love that shit back in high school. And even in high school, people looked at me funny because I didn't even like doing that shit then. Either you rocked with me or you, you know, you, you didn't. Simple as that. I didn't, I didn't like, I'm not telling people not to put on no, you know, if that's what you want to do, great. Good for you, more power mm-hmm. to you. But I think that just causes more of a thing of people not to be open and honest, especially when it comes to dialogues or disagreements or situations that we that that you try to bring people together because let's say oh i'm I, let's say i i want to do a big project about aew and let's say i get some aew wrestlers right okay well they don't know me they don't know anybody within the group so that would be a, a, a like a um what you say like a an experiment pretty much that's what it would be not saying this would ever happen but it would be an experiment right now let's say you do the same thing and you have one person that knows a couple of the wrestlers in the group 
and or maybe two let's say two people knowing a couple of wrestlers group it would be weird right because they would be having more yeah. of a dialogue with each other or either not saying knowing but they have that open communication with that with them right. and it's like all right you had an open communication so what do you think or you know it, I, I i get what you're saying yeah like it's, saying. It, it just becomes a thing of all right if you have this type of i don't want to say like privilege but you have this type of thing. Use it for good. That's what I'm really <laughs> like. Use, use it for these powers for yeah, good. Use yeah. They, use these powers. Like let's come up with something. Like it's cool to throw a hashtag out there. Okay, black wrestlers draw. Absolutely, that's 100 something I agree with, and I will keep right. You know, sharing that and seeing that and doing that whenever I see a a black wrestler on TV or an sh- independent show I'm watching. So, but let's build off that, right? It doesn't matter who started it. It doesn't matter who's doing it. Let's build something bigger on that. And let's build something bigger on top of that. I just feel like we can have a lot of power if we just come together, bro. Like, you always talk about, well, the numbers speak for itself. Well, black people, we are numbers. You can see that within sports, Mm -hmm. fashion, music, whatever it may be. We are numbers, right? So we can make this thing work. But it's just a thing of, I don't think people really willing to put in that work. Like it's cool, think, it's cool for the moment, and yeah. but when it's time to like, we got to build off this, we got to build off this momentum. It's like people waiting and people waiting for the next person to do something. When I think we, if we came together, there'd be more of an initiative to do things. But you just got these pockets of, well. This podcast, these wrestlers, and these people on Twitter, they all fuck with each other. That's a pocket. And then you got this other pocket. And then, you know what I mean? You usually got mm-hmm. pockets, pockets, and pockets. So it's just basically everybody in the lunchroom at the table, at their own specific table, saying the same shit, but doing it, doing the well, same shit and not really doing nothing. Then this is just well, me again, speaking. It's, just that, it's, it's that tribal behavior, right? It's like... You know, my crew versus your crew, whatever. It's it's a crab. It's a very it's it's corny, but it's also like very crabs in a barrel type mentality, right? Where, you know, like I remember when I first got into the podcast game, just me being a competitive person, I felt like even if it, even I think like for the like the first month, right? Like I felt like I had to compete with every other podcast, right? Because I felt like, oh well, you know there's only so many hours in a day. And if you're competing with a thousand millions of podcasts out there, like I feel like I got to be better than Jefferson's the world, or I got to be better than, you know, rich. I should show. I, you know I mean? I feel like, and, and I learned, and, and one of my podcast OGs told me like, yo, we all got room. It's, it's room for everybody to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of trying to compete with everybody, work with everybody and build a community. And I feel like in the sports podcasting community that I'm in, another community that I'm in, I feel like it's a great, we have our issues too, you know, don't get me wrong. When we have a lot of what goes on here, but I feel like in the little circle that I'm in, in the podcasters that I know, I feel like it's a great, because it's a great, it's a great community because we all want to lift each other up and build and keep building each other up. You know what I'm saying? Like if I blow, I'm trying to put everybody else on. If everybody else get on, put everybody else behind you on, and so on and so forth. But I feel like in the wrestling community, I feel like there's still that crabs in a barrel mentality. And, and I think you said Cam said it best. There's a lot of people with a lot of agendas. 
and that's part of it. You know, I mean, like, I feel like I feel like everybody comes in with this agenda of like, oh, I'm going to be the next great wrestling podcaster or the next great black wrestling podcaster, you know, and instead of just being like, yo, I just want to I just want to sit at the table and put my ideas out there and hopefully start a conversation and, and build something to that and to that effect. You know what I'm saying? It's like us starting this show and saying, oh, we ain't going to fuck with Rich Finn and Cam Hawkins and all them. Fuck them. We trying to be better than them. And Like, nah, like everybody can eat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like everybody could do the same. Th- like, you know, Cam and Rich, we love them, but they have their own views of what they see and how they interpret what they see in the wrestling business. And we have our own. And, and that's great. We come together. There's love, blah, blah, blah. Da, 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 da. We friends but they have their views. We have our views or whatever. And, and we just go there. Like, I just, it's just, again, I keep saying the word, it's just very weird behavior. And I think a lot of it is also wrestling still for wrestling fans. Wrestling is something that's still very sacred to us because it is such a small community when in comparison to like, you know, NFL Twitter, or, you know, or, you know, NBA Twitter, or, you know, whatever, like it's still wrestling is still a very small and we're still fighting that stigma of like, oh, you're like the lowest form of human being if you like wrestling. So we're still kind of fighting that same stigma, too. So I think that we just there's a lot of like there's a lot of like learned behaviors and a lot of like learned trauma that we're fighting in the wrestling community that we just got to break apart and break hold of. That's my that's my two cents on it. Well, you know, one thing, too, and I'm speaking I'm speaking to the black wrestling. I'm, that's what mm-hmm. I want to get to. It's yeah. like this. Now, I'm going to show you. I'm, this is the, my best example. Say you got 10 people in the line, right? Mm-hmm. So you got number one. He got 10. He has, let's say he got $10 in his pocket. But number two only has $2. Right. But number three come back and have $9. But then number four only have $1. Then number five have $1. Then number six jump up and have 20 You get what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. everybody's not square and even on the same thing because it's more right. of a thing of everybody's got their own thing going on while it sounds nice as far as the things that we want to do it seems like it never comes to fruition or if it does come to fruition it comes to fruition for another group and it's like well we got our thing going on but it can only work it can only work for black wrestling twitter if somebody's willing to say I got my thing going on. I got to put somebody else on. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Because if you're exactly. on, that's great. But what happens if something happens to you? Then it's done. It's over with. They don't, you don't have nobody behind you that can like you could pass the baton to. Everybody should be like trying to lift somebody up no matter what. I don't care what it is. What I do with Because people don't think about the greater good. You know, people don't think about the greater good. Like, when I help other podcast friends of mine, like, you know, like, I feel like I, 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 I've been podcasting for like five years, over five years, right? And I feel like now I'm just starting to get that attention and starting to get, you know, quote unquote, put on, right? Mm-hmm. My goal is to like, yo, I'm trying to open. And I told somebody that I was working with, a young podcaster that I was working with a couple weeks ago, he was like, yo, he was just very humble and thankful. Like, yo, you ain't got to do it. I'm like, yo. I'm just opening. I'm just I walk through the door that somebody opened for me and I'm just keeping that door open. Right. You know what I mean? Like instead of being a dick and let it close behind me, 
Like, just keep I, it open. Like I, I'm good. I got my thing going on. Right. Yeah. I, and I feel like, and I feel like, in the entertainment, I mean, it's just in life in general, right? We have this, but I, I feel like in the entertainment world, and this um, being a podcaster is entertainment. You are creating entertainment. Okay. There's yeah, a lot yeah, of that yeah. still. You know what I'm saying? That that's still like, oh, I can't leave the door open for the person behind me because that person won't take my spot. You know what I'm saying? Or that person is going to be better than me. Like, so fucking what? Like, you're still putting somebody on, right? That, And I always say this, like, we're all we got. And I'm saying this to black podcasters, black Latino minorities, right? We're all we got. If we can't help each other, the mother motherfuckers, they ain't going to help us. No. And this is and this is the thing I've been trying to beat and say the drum. I've been trying to say this, like, for a while now. Listen, man. You don't see who, if when you go listen to Dave Meltzer's podcast, who does he have around him? Just look at the color of people he have around mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. So at least when I look at the torch, I do know, okay, they got some black folks over there. It's representative. Yes. It's representative. They that's have what I'm saying. People. Like when, once Dave is going, that's it. I guess Alvarez or whatever, I guess he got next up or he'll be doing what he do. But mm-hmm. why isn't there somebody like me in Dave's spot or somebody next to Dave? You get what I'm saying? You don't yeah. see that. And for some reason, and, and you know, people can say what they want. I, it's a reason why it's like that. And it shouldn't exactly. be like that. It's like that because it's been like that in the wrestling industry. It's been like that in media. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, remember, like, remember last year when Bill Simmons <clears throat> got in trouble because people called him out on the ringer only having like maybe one or two black people. Yeah. And then he said, like, oh, well, we haven't found any good or like something up to the effect of basically like we haven't we don't know where to find good black voices. And people called him out on his bullshit. Like, yo, just go on any podcast. <laughs> like you got thought like myself, people I know you like there's thousands of us out there. Right. Right. But these people, if you don't have anybody in the t- on the table in these companies telling them, like, no, let's look at some of these people that are doing it. Is the, the, these grant the, the people in the minor leagues, for lack of a better term, these people that are doing it, that are that are not, you know, going to like the ESPNs or whatever of the world, like the people that are doing it, these mom and pop organizations, there's a lot of talented black dudes, black women, Hispanic dudes, Hispanic women out there minorities in general out there but they just don't have the opportunity and no one's giving him that you know what i'm saying so it's the same thing in every walk of life right like if you if we don't got ourselves no one else is going to so we just got to try to put somebody on man and try to help people like you know i and it's and it's not to say that i'm just this great philanthropical person and i'm like no it's just that yo you just you try to do what's best, man, and you try to help people. You know what I'm saying? And, and you try to help people the best way that you can. And, yeah. you know, who knows? And, maybe, maybe. And it's such a rewarding feeling when you help put somebody on and that person blows. And it's yeah. like, damn, that person, not even, yeah, from my own personal ego, but also like, yo, I helped. The world could have missed out on this talent and they didn't. And I helped. I just, I just held the door open. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that makes you feel good. Yeah, it's 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 and that's just my that's my biggest thing 
with black wrestling, uh, you know, the the just wrestling itself, especially when it comes to podcasting and trying to writers and all that good stuff. We got to help yeah. each other because no matter what in the end, we all we get, like you said, we all we got, and we should be able to say, you know what? I know this person right here in numbers. He may not have all the followers, but he got the talent. Or, right. well, I know this person, you know, he got some fire tweets. Let me talk to him about maybe, you know what I mean? Like, it's never that. It's always like, it feels like people either got to be pushy or people have to do like just, just attention-based stuff just to it's get like it. you're fighting to be the one hot nigga. Like, yeah. You like, the hot one nigga. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and there's no room for... It's like, yo, it's, it's it's like, you know how the OG used to be like, well, there's only room for one smart nigga on this table, and I'm going to be it, not Whoa. you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, that's more, what it feels like. Well, it's more like, oh, why are you talking to me? <laughs> like, right. like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. The 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 whole community, the black community in wrestling, it, it's it's just weird. I want it to be better. It's very weird. And then, you know, I know what I found out. I don't have, I don't have the patience to try to make it better. All I can do is do what I can as far as trying to put out good products and trying to lend a hand when I can. Um, that whole. That's all you can do, man. That's the, all you can do. The whole. You're going to drive yourself. You, you would drive yourself in crazy. You would drive yourself crazy trying to psychoanalyze and dissect the clickish behavior of a lot of these communities, man. And all you, and, and it's just no time for it. The best you could do is just put out good content, work hard, help people along the way. Yeah. Do your, do what's true to you. And then the rest will fall into place, man, because the rest, because you can't control it, man. Cause again, there's going to be people that have their own agendas. Right. And that mentality, that learned behavior of like crabs, that crabs in the barrel mentality where it's like, Oh, I can't, I can't put on for the next guy because that guy's going to take my spot. Or if somebody sees that he's smarter or he may have a better, a different outlook than me. And all of a sudden everybody going to fuck with him. Not me. Like, no, oh, I can't work with this person because I'm cool with this person and yeah. Well, yeah. it may mess up my thing with or them. this wrestlers or this guy is critical of this wrestler. And I'm, and I'm trying to be a, a, a you know, a fanboy to this wrestler. So right. See, it's just, yeah. and it gets weird and weird and weird. And I'm like, yo, we better than that. Like leave that for the right. other yeah. folks. We don't need to do that because as far as wrestlers in general, like, come on, man, we are minority in the minority. You get like, like we so small when you look Facts. at the wrestling industry. So why would you try to block somebody who's really willing to work with you or wants to get put on and really has great ideas or wants to do something or has a different opinion than yours? But you, sh- oh, shut up! You don't know what you're talking about. And then y'all just start like arguing on Twitter. Like I've seen so much madness, man. It just like it turned me off. And I was telling Shahid. This um, I think we you know touched about it a little bit on the um, episode coming out Tuesday, and I was just like, "Yo, you know what? Fuck it." I tried the whole kumbaya, let me bring folks together in the wrestling community, <laughs> and I'm kind of over it now. It was it was a it was a great idea. I just don't think I have the patience for it anymore. I'm willing to help out when I can. Anybody ever want me to you know do whatever? I'm down, but I'm just not the one to bring it together. I'll stick with bad meaning bad bringing folks in, bringing folks to do that, having a good time with that. Because one thing I realized in the movie review um, podcast and the whole, you know, that whole thing is that mm-hmm. 
everybody's willing to help everybody. And that's, that's how it should be. That's yeah. one thing I've noticed. Because even folks like I probably never listened to one of your podcasts. Always is like, oh, you know, I'm listening to your podcast or I'm sharing your podcast or you should check out this movie or whatever it may be. Everybody's always willing to lend a hand or even just just just, you know, just help or just give you some advice. And in the rest of the community, I have I haven't got that. I have not got that. If it wasn't for Cam, only person I got it from is Cam Rich. You know what I mean? People that were yeah. already on you know, yeah. Shahid, you know, all people like that that I know, people that helped me when I was starting my podcast, get put on and stuff like that. Those are the people that helped me, and they know who they are after you're listening to it. Uh, forgive, <laughs> forgive my brain right now, not my heart. But y'all know what it is. And yeah, yeah. No, no, I feel you. And so, those are some of the same people that I've built network, I've networked with, and I, you know, like same same folks Cam, yeah. travis travis bryant like yeah um, like and then you know through, through through them rich rich fan and, and etc like i've had rich on my show like i yeah, absolutely and yeah. it's again it's just building that network and that community of like yo we all we got you know what i'm saying and it's just like just giving back forget all that just giving back like yo i'm not I'm not a, I'm not the owner of this wrestling space. Like, oh. yo, this shit is for everybody to eat. It's like, for everybody you know, to it's eat. Like, yo, I'm a I'm a help the next man because who knows? The next man may be the next Dave Meltzer. But or the next, you right. know, Wade Keller. But and for, but for all, he but, may but, never get discovered because he's black and he doesn't have the reach or the, the, the connections that somebody else can. So why not, if I'm going through that door, hold the door behind me open so that person can get in. Listen. That's just how it If, if we are we got we all need to lift each other up because there's powers and numbers. Let's come together. Nice. Fuck all that dumb shit about, oh, I'm doing A, B, C, and D. You can do that and extend a hand. You can do that and help somebody out. You can do that and cut out all the bullshit, dumb shit nice. that other people outside of our race do within the community because it's just nonsense. And you know what? On that note, we're going to move on because we're going to talk about something that was pleasantly. Yeah, this, could be, this could be a podcast episode onto itself. So, yeah, yeah. we got to move on. I want to talk about, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Big E, the new WWE yep. world champion. Uh, I was shocked. I didn't think it was really going to happen because, you know, um, that day, that Monday, he tweeted out. And I thought he was just fucking around. You know, he tweeted out, nah, I'm going to be at Raw and I'm cashing in. I'm like, yep. okay, or whatever. And then I'm hearing later on somebody said, oh, Kofi was on one of the um, shows or something. He said it. I'm like. Okay, now I got to watch Raw. And I'm like, I don't really want to because I'm going to be mad if it don't happen. But I was smart. I kept it on a football game on the TV, had Raw on the iPad, and they pulled the trigger, um, supposedly from all reports early. And Biggie's our new champion, a black challenger and a black world champion. And it belts <laughs> for the first time, and the belts switched hands. From Bobby to Big E, um, it was great, man. It was it was it was a great moment to see. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think Big E. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Big E has a long reign. I'm hoping they give him the chance to run with the championship. I'm already liking the setup for Monday with the um, Bloodline versus the New Day. Ooh, that's great. It was man. almost like. They said, oh, no, the New Day broke up. And they were like, 
fuck you think we broke up? Because <laughs> it's, it's almost <laughs> like so they cool never really event. broke that, up. That that main event should be a a, a a paid main event. That should be that should be on a pay per view. So hey, you talking like I was like I thought that was gonna be I thought that was gonna be the Survivor Series main event. That's where I was at with it. Could be, could be. And they put it on Raw. I'm like, okay, so uh, I guess I'll be watching Raw again. Um, <laughs> this Monday they're getting me again to watch <laughs> Raw. This will be the second week in a row, which is crazy. Same but um, bro. yeah, man, I just wanted to hear your thoughts and when you uh, feel about Biggie. You know, finally becoming a WWE World Champion, not 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 um Universal, but the WWE World Champion. WWE Champion. Yep. Yeah. Uh, congrats to Biggie first and foremost, man. Uh, it's really dope achievement accomplishment obviously hopefully we get to the world where it's a it's a regular occurrence but mm. until we get there it's a it's, it's dope congratulations to to my boy Big E um I'm happy man he deserves it he's worked his ass off he's he's done everything that company has asked of him to do he's done it and excelled at it so um you know you like you love to see not just in wrestling but in life you love to see people like that that work hard, that are genuinely good people, get rewarded. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just feels extra sweet when stuff like that happens. So yeah, congrats to Big E first and foremost. Um, as far as the execution goes, um, I'm cautiously optimistic. And the reason I'm cautiously optimistic is because of the obvious, right? You know, they WWE does not have a good track record of treating black wrestlers, especially black wrestlers in this position, well. Um, and I'm I'm a little concerned that they did this to pop a rating. And I haven't even I I haven't even checked the numbers. I'm sure they probably did, they did, but they didn't beat Monday Night Football, obviously. But they probably did better than they were going to do otherwise. Um. I hope this isn't just a ratings ploy and something to get them through the football season. And then when the shine wears off, then it's like, oh, okay, we're done with Biggie now. So we, off you go. Like, I hope that's not it. I hope it is, like you said, a long reign, a productive reign, and they tell some really good stories with him. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, as far as the execution, like, you know, tweeting it out, I was kind of eh, on it, but then I kind of, you know, we have seen so many of the standard cash-ins, right, where they cash in right after a match or whatever. And this and this was still technically that. Mm-hmm. But you set it up throughout a show where it's like, yo, I'm going to cash in. Whoever wins tonight, I'm going to cash in. Cash in. And they set that up. And I like that. I like that setup. I, I like. I think that if you're going to make the money in the bank concept, this concept that doesn't grow old or stale, you have to keep it fresh and new ways and inventive ways of cashing in. And I feel like this was a new, fresh way of doing it where, you know, you have a guy announce it beforehand. And say, yo, I'm going to cash in tonight. Whoever's the champion after the match, it's me and you. Let's do this. I like that. So um, overall, man, it was a strong It was a strong segment all, all across the board. I mean, again, the, the having him cash in on Bobby. Um, it's sad to see the title off of Bobby because I think he was doing a really good job, all things considered. Um, he didn't lose anything in defeat. Bobby oh, no. Lashley is still strong. So it, it's not like he lost something in defeat. And I wouldn't even be surprised if Bobby Lashley regained the title. Um, but kudos to everybody involved, man. Even RKO, our RK Bros involvement in it was really good. Everything, the whole setup was just perfect. It was really done and it was really well executed. My only concern, again, like I said, is I hope this isn't just a oh, AEW's on our ass. We need some ratings. Let let's just let's give the people, let's give them, let's throw them a bone. 
let's give them something eye roll and let's pop a rating and then you know let's see what happens instead of hey we believe in this kid we want to we want to do this and we have long-term plans for him so let's hope yeah um i think um I'm hoping with the success that they had with Bobby Lashley as world champion that they wouldn't do that to uh, Biggie. Um, I think Bobby looks strong and he can go to SmackDown and terrorize SmackDown at this point if they if they wanted to go you know that route um, or either work to you know have to uh, face Roman. Who knows? I don't know how the draft is going to play out, but I'm I'm almost sure Roman's not going away. Fox likes him. <laughs> no. And the ratings that they're getting for the show on Fox are pretty sure they wanted to, you know, they want to keep him over there. Yeah, Roman's staying on 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 SmackDown. Yeah, um, yeah. I just thought I it think was, Bobby staying on Raw. You think I, so? I don't want to. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Bobby go to SmackDown because I feel like he would get overshadowed. Mm, it's, yeah, I, I can. I can see it. It's Roman in the bloodline. That shit. That that storyline is so big and it's taking up a lot of this. The the the. I don't want to say the oxygen, but I feel like if you bring Bobby over there, it, he kind of feels second fiddle, you know? So I I, I want to keep him on Raw where he's the big fish in a small pond, so to speak. Uh, I mean, I like I, that's that. possible it could work. Yeah. I, I just want, I, I think Bobby has a good thing going on Raw. I don't feel like you shouldn't mess that up. Like, I feel like the draft is good for acts that are stale in a current brand. For instance, like I feel like Kevin Owens would benefit from going to Raw. And just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We can we can we can get into the Kevin Owens rumors if you like, but you know, I I feel like that would he would benefit from moving to Raw. You know what I'm saying? Just to get in a fresh I feel like he's done everything that he could possibly do over there on SmackDown. So why not get him over to Raw, face a different a different crowd of wrestlers and, and different storylines and et cetera, et cetera. You know, I feel like, you know, AJ and Omos could probably benefit from moving brands or whatever um so you know like i feel like that's what the draft should be about freshening things up i don't feel like bobby needs freshening up i feel like bobby's doing his thing and keep him all raw where he's still fresh still dominant still go dope keep him there and you know i feel like if you put bobby on smackdown i feel like that would be a little bit of a of a dem- i don't want to say demotion but i feel like it would be like he's just playing second fiddle to roman reigns uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying with that. I, I, I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do with the draft. I think it's just going to be pretty much mid Carter's moving. I think that's probably what they're going to go with. But it's funny, you know, you talk about Kevin Owens and the rumors of him potentially leaving. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, you can move yeah. him all you want. If he's leaving, then, <laughs> you know, it's just yeah, and, and, yeah. And, it, and it's weird how they use like he's barely being used now. So they may feel like, oh, you know, he, this dude don't want to sign back. So. Maybe we should just go ahead and shut them down early. I don't know. That's going to be interesting. I know, to see it's, how that I know it's early, but just gun to your gun to your head. You think he's gone? Yeah, his buddy's over there on AEW. His buddy's over there. So, yeah. If I if you if somebody put a gun to my head, yeah, he's going to AEW. Let me ask you this: Follow at what point? Because AEW's got all this momentum and they're getting guys left and right. At what point, if you're a wrestler, do you look at the landscape and be like, damn, all, all my dudes is over there, but is there room for me to eat over there? 
what I'm saying? Because they got Punk. They got Danielson. They got Cole. Obviously, they got Omega and Cody and all these people. You know, Moxley. Hey. Is there, is there I, room I, for me to eat over there? Iron shop is iron, right? True. Right. That's that's, <laughs> that's what that's the true. that's what the attitude area. That's what everybody told me in the ruthless aggression. Everybody was like, we made each other better. So I believe if you if you're a guy like Kevin Owens, well shit, Kevin Steen can fuck with all of these dudes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I can go word for word for with punk. And I know I can go in the ring. Like, yeah, I can go over there if I want to. I think a lot of things that are being or be not not blown up but i think the conversation needs to be had about well aw and i heard tony khan say this which i thought was a great answer is you never stop tweaking your roster you never like in sports you never stop looking or trying to make your uh, roster better for whatever you know whatever it is and i think if these guys, if they're confident in their self and they feel like they can go over there, sure. A guy like Buddy Murphy, uh, yeah, I wouldn't go over there because I may get lost in the shuffle. Uh, That's, and and, yeah, and, and I'm just saying yeah. right now, like right now at this point, there's no need for him to go there. Hey, wait it out a year or two, then maybe see what the landscape over there looks like. Um, mm-hmm. If you're a certain type of wrestler and you could just tell what AEW is, you see the people that the bugs like, yes, Kevin Steen. If Kevin Steen want to go there, he can go there. It's fine. Um, and I guess we might as well just jump into that with the, you know, new signings of Punk, Cole, and Brian. Well, AEW looks a completely a lot different than it did in July yeah. when we talked. Yeah. Yeah, they had a hell of a makeover, didn't they? Shit. Yeah, like <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's great for them. I think um I think and I think we may have said this in that July episode that it for me, I always feel like it wasn't going to be a one person to turn change everything. Of course, you know that punk being back thing was gonna draw uh, you know, first night back in Chicago. Of course that was gonna draw. Mm-hmm. But I never suspected that it was going to be a one person thing that turned everything around. I think it's going to be a combination of things. I think it's going to be, first of all, a good product. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they do good to great shows on Wednesday. They got an awesome lineup for Wednesday and Friday coming this week. Um, yep. And you get these wrestlers, and you're not getting. Just any wrestler. You you got Punk to come back after seven years. You're getting big names. Yeah, you got Cole. You got right. Brian after main event in WrestleMania. Now he's on about to go against Omega Wednesday. Like, it's like you're getting names. And we understand that the wrestling industry isn't you know, like it used to be where people were getting like four points, five points. Okay, we get that. But this is still a big thing because this is a... This is a movement that's happening that people younger than us, younger than us, are getting to see in real time. Like we've seen this, like we've seen WCW, we saw the whole Monday Night Wars. Yeah, we went through all that. We had fun with it. Now these are like these kids is like not similar, not the same because it was a lot different. But they're getting to see these big names go to a different place in real time, and it's right. not like a a, a rundown. Adam Cole, you getting him in his prime, 
to be like, ah, you know what? I'm out. Uh, Potentially, maybe Johnny Gargano may not be signing back and may end up over there. You getting these people and you're getting to see them come to somewhere else to get to do what they used to do. And I'm not going to say used to do because pretty much, you know, at NXT, they got to wrestle. They got to do their thing. But now you'll get to see it. But I think the only difference is that will be in AEW is that they won't have that shadow, which is Vince. You know, they won't have that shadow of, oh, I might be going to the main roster, end up being a job. They won't have to worry about that. It's just them being in AEW doing what they do. And I can, I'm pretty sure that, like, that was a big thing for Cole for leaving. Like, oh, absolutely. If you like, listen to the rumors, they wanted to make him a fucking manager. Like, yeah, yeah boy, and I, I, would, I would leave too. <laughs> yeah. How, no, I mean, tr- listen, this is- how true that is. I'm not gonna yeah, sit here and say that is we, 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 we don't know. We'll never know, but but honestly, I can believe it. <laughs> oh yeah, I can believe it too. We both know Vince McMahon, like I can believe it. It's a thing of um, like he looked at the landscape and was like, "No, nah, I got to get out of here. Like I, I have to get out of here. I can make money and go hang out with my buddies. Like that's what and I want to do. Yeah, and my girl. So like, yeah, <laughs> that's like that's like the that's icing like on the cake. Decision to me. Yeah, right. for yeah. me too. Like you know, no, I don't want to. You know, thanks. You know, Triple H, thanks for pretty much protecting me. So I don't never had to go to the main roster. I never had to deal with Vince. You know, I just got to do what I like to do and help you make this thing is what it was because it's a little bit different now, but we'll get there. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just, a, um, it's just a fun time to be watching wrestling right now because I think as many people should but don't, you can enjoy all of it. Like, you don't have to tear down WWE. You don't have to tear yeah. down AEW. You got a chance to sit here and really sit back and enjoy it because that's what we did. wasn't no way we were, like, you may, you may favor WCW or WWE, yeah. but you were watching both. I watched, I watched WCW. I watched WWF at the time, and I watched ECW. And yeah. I loved all of them. I was a WWF guy. But I was watching Nitro and Saturday Night on, yeah, T- yeah. Or on TBS, and I was watching Thunder, and I was watching Raw, and I was watching Shotgun Saturday Night, and I was—I mean, I was just a wrestling fan, and I enjoyed everything. When t- when ECW got their 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 TV deal, I watched ECW. Like, right? You can watch all of them and enjoy the products, and sure, critique what's what works on one show and works on another, and what work what doesn't work on one show and doesn't work on like you could do. You can do all of that. And this idea that like, oh, I'm only an AEW fan or I'm only a WWE fan. It's just corny. Again, corny behavior. Like it's just corny to me. It's just dumb. I I, I yeah. I as far as AEW man, they've come along I mean in just what sixty something days, ninety days almost, they've come a long way, man. You know, Cole is is one thing, but to get Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson and uh CM Punk because you know, with all due respect to Adam Cole, does he really move the needle with non wrestling fans? I don't, I don't think so. But I think Punk, specifically, and definitely Brian Danielson, I think those guys are on a different level. Those guys are like, oh, damn. Because I just in my own circle of friends that don't watch wrestling anymore, it's like, oh, Adam Cole, like, oh yeah, that's that one guy. Yeah, he's oh, okay, cool. Yo, Punk came out of retirement after seven years. Oh, word? Damn, I got to check that. 
So all I heard was like, damn, Punk is back. Oh, damn. Oh, damn, they got Daniel Bryan too? Damn. Now that's like a, oh, oh, that, you know, that's the reaction that you get. So um, a huge summer for, for AEW, man. And I feel like this is the, the thing that they needed the most. AEW has been a good product for the last two years. But in a way, I still feel like they needed that legitimacy. That somebody okay, to say, I'm coming over there. Yeah, I want to be right, there. That yeah. legitimacy. You know what I'm saying? It's like a it's like a team, it's like a young team that's been winning their games, but you know, eh, are they like are they, are they on that level? And then all of a sudden they sign a big free agent. And it's like, oh shit, okay. Now they, they've arrived. Now they're on a map. I feel like that's what with the with the Brian Danielson and CM Punk signings are like. That's the they they, they give AEW another level of legitimacy that they didn't quite have beforehand. And now it's on. Now now it definitely feels like it's two major companies and they're going at it. And like you said, steel sharp and steel and we'll see who puts on the best show and best product and hopefully both companies can make each other better and sustainable long term. Um, it's a good it's like everything that you said is absolutely spot on it's a great time to be a wrestling fan and we needed this and, and I can't stress enough man a part of the industry died when WCW was bought when ECW ran out of business because we didn't have that competition we didn't have for a lot of different reasons competition is good it's specifically good in this case because it gives Vince someone to look after and say yo okay they're doing this over here and while he may publicly say they're not competition you know damn well niggas is paying attention to what the fuck they, that's going on in AEW how can you not I mean how can you not <laughs> right the key demos would tell you everything about what when you, especially when you look at Raw and Dynamite and when Dynamite's beating Raw in the key demos well right. yeah it's time to yeah. stop bullshit I guarantee you Vince knows exactly what's going on in dynamite he may not have cared what was going on in dynamite before august he can now i guarantee it um so it's good it's good for the business it's good for both products it's good if you're a wwe fan and you want wwe to get their shit together it's good for everybody man it it really is a winning combination i feel like that's what's hurt the wrestling business more over the last decade or so it's just that true number two promotion and it, and it feels like number two. Like the problem with TNA, we've all we've all done episodes and podcasts on TNA, right? We can we could be we can no need to revisit that. But in short, one of the major issues with the TNA is that it, they never felt major league. You know, they had moments, but they never really felt like ah, they were there. Them and WWE, it's neck and neck. It was more it talking. Like WWE was WWE. And TNA was just kind of like this little nice little thing on the corner here. That's like, oh, okay, cute, cute, cute. AW feels legitimate. It feels major league. It feels like it's on the same stratosphere as WWE. And that's and that's huge for the business. It really is. So um, like you said, it's a, it's, a, it's a great week. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. That CM Punk thing brought a lot of eyeballs back to wrestling that had gone away. Um and it's you know hopefully the best is yet to come when it comes to this. Yeah, I mean, look for a company that's like what two years, and exactly like, that's the that's the, <laughs> that's the crazy thing about it too. Like AEW's only been in existence for 
what, two years? And a year and some change. And you're looking at WWE, a company that got like a 30 year, whatever, head start. 75 years, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> 30, how many years it is. But you know what I mean. Yeah. As far yeah, as. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. As far as the national brand, yeah 30, yeah, 30, 40 years, yeah. They got a head start and to see like where mm-hmm. the AEWs is just like, wow, this is, okay, this is really happening. And I just think if they keep doing what they're doing, putting out the best product they can, going after the best people, you know, that they feel fits their promotion, they'll be fine. Um, and just never get a big head. Like, I always felt like TNA talked a good game. That was the one thing. They always said the right thing or they but said. They never executed. Yeah, but nothing but ever. Executed. Yeah, never executed or things right. never lived up. The hype they were set up for something never really quite lived up to it. Right. I mean, I think the angle thing pretty much did. To a certain degree, because, I mean, it was just like, oh, shit, okay. Angle they had over. a moment. They had a moment. TNA had a moment, and they just botched it. So that was kind of the the issue with TNA. But the thing with TNA, you know, it, it always felt like WWE light. And AEW doesn't feel like that. AEW feels like it's their own shit. Sure. Uh, uh, is, there, is AEW, I mean, of course, how, if, if, you're, if you're in any industry, you're watching what the top of the industry does, right? Like, of course, right? Like if you if if there was going to be a competitor to Amazon, of course you're going to watch what Amazon is doing right and try to pot pattern and mold your stuff after that, but also try to start something new and fresh your own way. The same thing with AEW. AEW, I'm sure they're taking some things from WWE and watching them and and seeing what they do, what works well, what doesn't work well, production value stuff like that. But they're doing their own thing, and that's the important thing. And that's what that's what's made AEW stand out and be so successful, even before Punk and and Brian Danielson, is there. It it feels like it's their own stuff. Yeah, yeah, and they're not scared to fail. I think that's another thing. Like they've had things that where okay, this didn't work out like we wanted, but you know what? We'll make up for it. Yeah. That's what I always felt. Like. It always felt like AEW wasn't afraid to. Let's change the narrative. Let's do something different. Let's do something. Even if we like, okay, we had this hardcore match on live TV. We made a mistake, yeah. but you know, we learned a lesson from that. But it was still something, you know, done. It was something tried. Like you would never see that on WWE. <coughs> Excuse me. And for good reason. Vince yeah. knows better. Tony Khan and them didn't know any better. Yeah, so when you young in the when you young in the game, man, you gotta be take you gotta take risks, and that's that's what AEW has done. They've taken risks. Not have they hit a home run on everything that they've done? No, of course not. And and listen, we're praising AEW. There's still a long way to go. They still got some things they need to definitely improve. So oh yeah, they're absolutely. not there yet. But the fact that they're they're where they're at in two years, it's 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 a. Um, it's a huge credit to everybody involved. I'll say that. Right. All right. So let's jump back into WWE. And we can jump around. And we got to talk about something that happened at SummerSlam. I guess y'all already know what we're talking about. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you where I come from with all this. <clears throat> now, we about to talk about Bianca Belair. Yep. And the whole... <sighs> I don't know, bro. Okay. This is my thing about the whole situation. I think that Becky just coming out that night would have been fine. Yes. I think the crowd would have still responded. 
I think he was still had that live pop. And she was like, you know what? I want to face you whenever. Smackdown. Whatever. I don't care. Next pay-per-view. I don't care what it is. I particularly did not like the whole... I don't know, man. It. I get it how they try to play baby faces. But sometimes, bro... And it seemed like I said, it seemed like um, AEW kind of like trying to change that narrative where the babyface has to play dumb all the time. Yes. And I didn't like particularly that she lost the title that quick. I don't care how they try to word it. I don't care about Vince talking about, oh, we're going to build her back up and all this goofy nonsense that, you know, wording and all that stupid stuff. She didn't deserve that. She didn't no. because it didn't help her and it's not going to help her. Fortunately, fortunately, she's anything, you've heard her, <laughs> but, but that's what I'm about to say. Fortunately, the fans are still with her. Right. That's the one thing that I am glad, like the fans are still right there with her. And I understand. I'm sure they'll say, well, we wanted to get Becky to be a heel. Okay. But that night, People didn't take that as a heel move. People took that as the title changing. Let's pop for it. We're excited. She just won the belt. But as far as black folks go, we were staring at the like, what the fuck just happened? Because I know I was like, it, it took it took the wind out of me. Like It took me a minute to recover from that. Because I was just sitting there watching the show. I just kind of like toned out. I just tuned out the show. I was like, yeah, whatever. It took me a minute to get back into show it. To begin with, yeah, it was already an iffy show to begin with, and then that happened, and it just completely changed the tenor of the show going forward. Um, I'm with you, man. I I hated what they did that Saturday night in August for SummerSlam. I just hated what it. It just made no sense to me on so many things. First of all, Becky, you, you have Becky come back, great. Just Becky coming back, beating up Carmella. That's it. That's enough. Like, that is enough. You didn't need to go to extra mile, have her interact, or you can have her interact with Bianca. They can stare each other down. And that's it. That's all you needed. Sometimes in wrestling, not sometimes, a lot of times in wrestling, less is more. And that's all you could have done. And you could have slow built this shit. But instead, WWE, WWE is like a kid, right? You know how kids are when it's like they don't know any better and you have to kind of save them from themselves sometimes because it's like, you can't just give it, you know, like a kid won't just take one piece of candy. No, they got to have the whole fucking box of candy. You know, it's, it's, it's not like, oh, yeah, I'm good with just a couple pieces. No, no, no. I got to have the whole thing. And you as an adult have to be like, no, no, just a couple pieces. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's what WWE sometimes feels like. Like, less is more. You don't have to give away everything. You don't have to do this. And if you are going to do this, you don't hurt the person that you've spent months trying to build up and trying to make a big deal. And make them look like a complete cornball and jackass. Like, for what? At what expense? That failed on so many levels. Because not only did you make Bianca look bad, you made Becky look bad by definition. Now, Becky, because she was just coming back, so it didn't it didn't feel as bad as, as in the moment. But you made her look bad. You made Becky. Becky looks, I mean, uh, Bianca looks terrible. Like, she just looks like an idiot. Like, why would you, like... 
and this is my problem with WWE, and I get it. It's 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 the writing of one person, Vince McMahon. But there was not one person in the room that said, "Yo, eh, maybe." think we should do this This ain't the move dog this ain't the move dog or or like somebody and 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 i said something offline and i won't allude to what we were talking about but i miss the outlaw spirit of wrestling and i miss how wrestling used to be for a lot of different reasons and in this scenario this is when i i miss how wrestling used to be and what i mean by that is like back in the day if you have a wrestler with some clout they would have been like, man, I'm not doing this shit. This shit makes my character look fucking stupid. Like, wow, who signed off on this shit? Vince, you signed off on this shit? Like, this is dumb. I wish that we still had some elements of that, where it was just like, you had talent that were like, that had control of their career, that was just like, yo, this is stupid. I'm not doing this. Like, this is dumb. And maybe Bianca would have done that. She would have got fired or whatever. Or she'd, have, or she'd have got worse, or she'd have been in a worse off situation. But I kind of feel like, yo, Sometimes we always we always say like, oh, we you know, when wrestlers get treated poorly or poorly creatively, you know, we always blame the creative team. We always play blame, you know, Vince or whatever. And true indeed, that that is who you should blame. But sometimes I blame the wrestler too. Like, yo, know, sometimes like you know your character better than anybody. Why, as a performer, you don't say, yo, this ain't this ain't the move, dog. Like Roman, sucker and sucker tash. <clears throat> you knew better then. Well, yeah. To give to give the wrestlers a little bit of credit, that's why once um, Austin the Rock was out to paint, Vince changed the whole thing to brand over brand over stars. I'm going. The brand is more. This is what I care about. This is why Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens only reached a certain point. This is why so many other wrestlers. No, I get only, it. You know what I mean? I get. I get it. You don't I want to have too much power. I get it, and I get that. But when it's so egregious, <laughs> like when it's so egregious, and this qualifies as egregious, like so egregious that like literally everybody could see this was a bad idea. Like that's when you have to step up and say, yo, this ain't this ain't the move, dog. Like I'll do it. But fam, this ain't the move, bro. Like I don't really because it's just stupid. But and you it know, just made no sense. And who did that help? Like, nobody. That's the whole nobody. thing. Nobody. I think that's what people keep missing. I think a lot of, and I hate to say it, a lot of white people don't understand what us as black people are coming from when we get upset about stuff like this is because they're like, oh, give it time. Let the story it play out. It constantly happens to our wrestlers. Thank you. It constantly happens to our wrestlers. Like, we're like two years removed from when they made Kofi look like a complete jackass. Never got a rematch. Never got a rematch. Never. <laughs> Never. Never got a rematch. And I'm rematch. not saying, and I'm not, and again, we're not saying Kofi should have went over clean over Brock. Like we're we were we're realistic. We get it. But fam, you could have done that story ten times better and made Kofi better in in by definition if you had done it right. Instead, you're trapped in these like old archaic ways of doing things that don't lead to anything and don't make anyone any. And then you wonder why WWE can't make stars and they can't make, you know, the constant yeah. theme is, oh, WWE can't make anybody anymore. They can't make new stars and they can't. And when they finally do make a new star, what do you do? You you make her look like an idiot. The other aspect of this, too, is like. Becky Lynch is a monster baby face. We're going to turn her heel for what exactly? 
And the rumor's been that that's what she wanted. She wanted to turn. She wanted, and, and and if she wants it, okay, great, I get it. But it's like. I still don't agree with it. Like Austin wanted to turn heel after WrestleMania 17. There should have been an adult in the room that said, yo, are you fucking kidding me? You're the greatest baby face of all time. Why would you want to turn face? And we're that guy rock your, your other peer. He's leaving. soon. he's out the paint zone. So we're going to need somebody to carry the mantle still even more while you're, while he's gone. And now Austin in hindsight realizes that that was a terrible move. Same thing with this. Like you have a over monster, obviously not to the same degree, but you have a a crazy over baby face in Becky Lynch. Why even fuck with that? Or if you want to turn her heel again, do it in a better way where it's a slow build and you're and you're kind of slowly getting to that story. Not just night of, oh, okay, we're gonna make Bianca look like a jackass and she gets beat in 26 seconds and everything that you've done since WrestleMania to put her over and everything that you've done to make her a star, you're just going to walk all over that. Like, again, who did that help? Nobody. Nobody. And that's the question that if you're a booker, you should ask yourself constantly. If we're doing this, who is this helping? And the whole thing is supposed to be, oh, in the long run. No, knock it off with that shit. Just say but you, you didn't do but, but that's the thing. And I hate that, right? Like, oh, in the long run. But no, but because if you're thinking about long run, then you don't even do what you just did. In the long run, if you are setting up a, a Becky Lynch heel turn, then you slow burn it. Some of the best heel turns are done when it's slow burn and it's and it's done methodically and you tell a great story. Dog, I'm going to be real with you. Me, per, this is what I think. I just think they freaked out with the punk thing. It was like we had to do something. Well, that's the that's the other aspect of this. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm with you. They freaked out. They felt like they had to do something big, and they, and that's kind of my reservation on the whole Big E thing too, right? Because again, when you get into this business, or oh, we're just gonna do big shit to counteract what the the competitor is doing, it never le- it. It never leads to success long term. You may get a, a momentary bump or you may get a, a short term bump. But in the but in the long run, there goes that word again or that term again, it's not gonna breed the success that you want. And and that's what I feel like it was with the Becky thing. It was just like, yo, punk, they got so so many rave reviews because of the punk thing. And by definition, WWE got killed for the punk thing that they felt like they just had to do something. All right, let's empty this clip right here. Like and they didn't have that's not, all you had and, to do was bring it, it, her out. That's all right. you had to do. All you needed to do, all you needed to do was bring her out, have her beat up Carmella, say, Yo, you could have even had her where you're like, Yo, Bianca, I've been away, and for the and for the year that I've been away taking care of my baby, you know, I've been watching the women's division and I've been bored. But the one person that has caught my attention is you. The one person that I'm like, Okay, that's that, that's that bitch. Is you, you, you using your top star to build up your next top star and then say, you know what? We're going to go. I don't know when, I don't know how, but we're going to go. And you just, that's it. And you have them stand down. They shake hands. They play to the crowd. And that's it. See, I think they, or if you even want to turn her heel, you have everything that you just, I said that you just did. They play to the crowd. They celebrate. They act like they're going to walk out. And then you have Becky Decker. And at the very least, you still maintain some integrity. Bianca doesn't look terrible. She doesn't look like an idiot. And you still pull off what you want to pull off. But that's better than what you did. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, it's just it's just a thing of I sometimes I think because I've heard people say, oh, well, they did it with Brian and um, Seamus. And I'm like, yeah, but do you understand that whole thing that got that that was one of the catalysts that started the whole uh, yes movement. Yes. And that wasn't the initial plan. And yes, that wasn't the plan. <laughs> it wasn't. wasn't the in- I know it sounds good now with revisionist history now to make it sound like that was the plan. That was the master plan the whole time. No, no, they pushed back like they kept pushing back on it. They didn't want it. So, yeah, it's 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 wild. Um, the last thing I guess we'll talk about is my man, Roman Reigns, who's just smoking it on. Um, <laughs> he's smoking it on SmackDown, bro. I mean, yeah. this man is in the groove. I think he found this character. He know what the character is. And. Each week, I'm always looking at this man like, yo, can you get any better with this? Like, it's like, it's gotten to that point now where I'm like, how much better is you going to get with it? From his emoting, from his knowing when to raise his voice, from his facials. Like, and this is stuff that we didn't get. This is stuff with him getting with Paul Heyman, finding his character, and now him really just. Being with you know just knowing the character Knowing the little ticks and things that it was do I just think it's awesome We saw that Kenny Omega was number one In the PWI I gotta I, I, I've said it on Twitter A-R-A. If you feel like Kenny is not supposed to be Number one this year I'm not gonna hold you mm-hmm. If you feel like Roman should be number one This year I'm not gonna hold you Because I feel like Roman should be because yep. I feel like Kenny caught on late. Like it took him a minute to get rolling in AEW, especially with this um heel character and knowing what the heel character is supposed to be now. Roman was killing it. Roman knew his character. Roman was giving out these matches. Roman was giving you moments. That I'm like, I don't know, dog. Maybe I think they shafted Roman, but it, it was it was a great conversation to see that day when you know when the PW announced, you know their list or whatever and stuff like that. And Kenny was number one. Shout out to Kenny for, you know, uh, for being number one. But yeah, dog, I think I mean, you I can't think, go wrong with any. Yeah, one either one. Guys, right? I mean, but I just thought Roman, he like he been cooking, bro. He been cooking. I'm with you. I think Roman should have been number one. I, I, I still maintain that the the storyline with him and um and um Jimmy from last year and carried on into this year was some of the um the best writing that company has produced in in the last five ten years uh, I, that's how great that's how sharp that was and it's a credit to roman it's a credit to paul Heyman. it's a credit to both the performers obviously it's a credit to everybody involved man that was that was such a sharp storyline it's only continued in in this reign obviously through the whole wrestlemania triple threat through post wrestlemania i mean he's just he's just been firing on all cylinders man and and, and roman reigns is the perfect example of of just a guy that, again, was allowed to finally play the character that he was born to play. And he was born to be like, I don't I don't want to see him a baby face for another two years. Like, I think he should be a heel for the next three years, two years. Like, just stay this character. Like, some guys are just not born to be baby yeah. faces, man. Like Miz, just I feel like the Miz always needs to be a heel. Like it's nothing like Yeah, he needs to always be. Yeah. He just has that that aura about him. Like that just that you just want to God, I want to fucking punch this nigga in the face, <laughs> but he's so good. Like you just that's what he should be. He should always be that. And like again, some guys are 
born to be babyface, born to be the guy, right? Born to be the Stone Cold, the Bret Hart, the Rock. I know we don't fuck with him, Hulk Hogan, etc. Like the babyface, right? And then there's some guys that are just born to be Roddy Piper, <laughs> the the the, the yeah. phenomenal heel that is just so. They're just so good at their fucking role that you can't even envision them. And not saying that Roddy Piper wasn't a great babyface when he had his opportunities because he was. He could play both. I just want. I just think Roman has finally found his character, and he's. And it's amazing when you finally find your character and you're allowed to take your character to new ways, new levels, and keep challenging and growing upon that character. It's it's like it's like it's, it's like dancing. It's just in rhythm it's just like a it's smooth you know what i mean it, it, it's it's like magic so credit to roman man credit to roman credit for wwe for finally i think they turned him heel five years too late but you know hey better late than never um <laughs> and you know <laughs> better late than never but they finally they finally did it and he's flourishing. And but isn't, he saved them because without without this heel Roman Reigns, where would that company be? Hey, you're absolutely right. Cause I couldn't even tell you where they would be. But my thing is, isn't that the funny thing about WWE? They're always late. They're always late with everything. He's late. Like, always late. They're never on time. I think the only thing they were ever on time with in their history is like Hulkamania and Steve Austin. And when you and when you go back and you hear like a lot of people, you know, historians talk is like, well, they lucked into this. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, they, they just kind of things kind of fell into their honest. place. They luck into everything, bro. Even Austin, the biggest, oh, the biggest star in the history of the company yeah, and, it, the, and the business. It, uh, they lucked into Steve Austin. We were a Triple H or not a Triple H away, not being in that whole, you know, curtain call thing from it not even happening. And just imagine where we would be today. You know what I mean? Like it just, it, it, that's why, that's why I get so passionate about these things because these decisions have consequences, man. You know, these, these things run deep. Like you book, you put somebody over, over one person, you decide to go with one guy over another guy and they have long lasting impact. These decisions, you know what I'm saying? So you don't just throw these away as, Oh, it's just a dumb wrestling decision. Like, no, like imagine had they chose Luger over Brett. Oh, you know, like these are things that carry weight that are have that carry some importance. You know, so listen. Better late than never. They finally turned him. They should have turned him after the shield. He should have been I still maintain this to this day. He should have been the one that came out of the heel being the heel or came out of the shield being the heel. And I feel like they would have been in a better situation now because of it had they gone that way. But hey, better late than never. Roman is doing his thing. Credit to him. And again, I can't th- I can't say enough. Where would that company be without him right now? And this character and this run that he's had. Where would they be? Yeah, because we already know where Raw looking like. And without him Man, on smack. Can you imagine can you imagine had they just continued to be stubborn, not turned him, have him be smiley, Roman Reigns still coming out there? You know, obviously he wouldn't have been getting booed because we're not in the you know, they were in the performance center, but, you know, still coming out there, still doing the same thing. Can you imagine where they be? Mm, buddy, let me tell you something. One thing's for sure is the money ain't going to stop for them. But as far as a product and people watching, yeah, whew, yeah it would be yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. But uh, on on that note, uh so I think it's time to get up out of here. We have talked, we have caught up to a lot of things. But before we get out of here, let everybody know where they can find you at and what you got going on and where they, you know, see hear you next at. Wrestling community. <laughs> you can find me. Um, I host I co-host any given Sunday, uh sports podcast sports and politics we get into a little bit of everything um it's a dope show great show i think don't 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 mind me saying myself it it's a great show yes and um you know we do it every sunday um during the football season we go on live on youtube live right after sunday night football so every sunday the football season we go on live every sunday night after um sunday night football so we're a little late for the folks on the east coast i'm sorry but um you know, I feel like every show caters to the East Coast, so why not us cater to the no, 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 West Coast audience? Um, nah, nah, but, you know, that's just for the football season. We just figured it'd be better to come on right after Sunday night football. It's always a weird time in between the 4 o'clock games and the Sunday night football game. There's not enough time there to really digest everything and, and talk about everything the way we want to, so we figured we'd come on later in the evening after Sunday night football. So if you can hang out with us, if you can stay up late and hang out with us, we greatly appreciate it. Um, and you can find me, you can find that show live every sunday night on the any given sunday podcast youtube page so just go on youtube search any given sunday podcast don't just type in any given sunday because you will find the movie any given sunday not the <laughs> show um but, but uh yeah any given sunday podcast go onto our youtube page and subscribe and uh give us a give us a subscription and and follow us along man we just got on youtube uh starting in june july Matter of fact, and um, yeah, it's been going dope. It's, it's been going great, and uh, and uh, we do the shows live every Sunday night, and then we post the podcast either a little bit after or the next morning, next afternoon. Uh, we post the podcast version on the show online, and the podcast you can find it everywhere where you can find podcasts: Spotify, Apple, Google, et cetera, et cetera. You know where to find it. So any given Sunday, and you can follow us on Twitter at AGS Pod on Twitter and AGS Podcast on Instagram. And then me, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at D Manuel Brown. Uh, follow me. I talk about everything and everything. I rant about my Mets. I rant about my Jets. I rant about my Duke Blue Devils and Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yeah. And I talk about life shit and wrestling and things that annoy me. I'll be on there, man. Just follow me at D Manuel Brown on Twitter at D Manuel Brown on Instagram. Um, so yeah, check out, check that out. Also check out some of my stuff that I got going on on MLBBro.com. Um, it is Rob Parker's new venture. It is a black major league baseball site where we cover black major leaguers and we try to get exposure to black ball players and get black people to love baseball again. So um, that's what we do. And I co-host a show called Debatables with my man, Mark Gray. So we we drop new episodes every Wednesday. So go check that out. MLBBro.com, just like it sounds, MLBBro.com. And then you can follow uh, that sh- uh, that network on social media. It's on Twitter, MLBBro.com with the .com written out. And that's on Twitter and Instagram. So, yeah, a lot of things to promote. But, yeah, go 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 check those things out, man. Greatly don't appreciate you, don't, it. Don't you, aren't you about to record a Bad Meaning Bad or Bad Meaning Good episode? Yes. My first uh, Bad Meaning Bad Meaning Good uh, show. I'm, I'm making my, my, my grand debut on that um uh, on that segment, yeah, we're doing Blank Man. We're reviewing Blank Man. Still trying to set up a day. We were supposed to do it yesterday, but scheduling just got in the way. So we're going to do it next week. Um, 
trying to figure out a day that works for everybody involved but yeah we'll definitely have it done by next week so go definitely check that out it's gonna be uh it's gonna be really dope blank man is one of those uh guilty pleasures of mine and um you know i haven't seen it in a long time so um to to, to watch it again and and you know and uh get other people's reactions and and you know perceptions of it will be fun so yeah go check that out beyond that's why you got to follow me because i'll i'll post it on on twitter and let everybody know where they can find it so yeah that's gonna be dropping next week as well yeah um for anybody who's listening to the show who has listened to bad meaning bad or bad meaning good under the jeff versus the world uh banner i appreciate you um this is something that i got i started and had an idea and i just know people i know Got stuff going on, but enjoy movies and and wanted to have that fun conversation of going back and watching, you know, questionable movies and see if was it bad, <laughs> bad, or was it bad, good, and just really having fun with the movie. Um, it's awesome because I didn't think a lot of people because a lot of people really listened to the Carmen episode, which I figured. Um, but even the Sunset Park and the initial one, uh, blown away. I am just shocked. And, you know, I got a Lucy in the chamber myself. We got a swim fan episode that's about to be out. Um, and then Brandon's month. I'm jealous of that swim fan episode, by the way. Oh, buddy. It's a lot, to, it's a lot to unpack with that movie. You know, that was recorded in the high school I was going to. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to high school in New Jersey at the time. And uh, I was going to Bayonne High School. And uh, that was recorded at or it was filmed at Bayonne High School. And I remember it still to this day when it was being filmed. So I, I got a personal connection to that film. Wow. Like it was like there's literally a scene in that movie where it's like like five lockers down. It was my locker. Okay. Um yeah, maybe we should have had you on that. Uh <laughs> it's, all it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. No, no. Uh, it's um it's a dope. It's a uh, <laughs> swim fan is one of those films though. Yeah, but it's been fun um, doing that, and we're going to keep on continuing that. we got a lot of episodes coming. Like I said, people have their own specific months, but people can do Lucy episodes, and I think a lot of people are really starting to get rolling with that. Um, so, yeah, that's been I, fun. I will, I will say for next month, uh, me being – I don't know about anybody else in the group, but I'm a huge horror movie fan. So next month I got a couple ideas in the chamber about uh, for, for the Halloween season. Oh, uh, well – I guess we could let the cat out the bag. I got a Lucy when I you saw him doing Child's Play three. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I I definitely want to be. If, if you still got room for one more, I definitely want to be. Uh, I think so. Be. I think I think it's possible. But if not, it's all good. But you know, for sure, we may be Keep talking. About, mind. We may be talking about doing a watch along and just record it. I don't know how it's gonna play out, but definitely. Um, just let me know. Yeah, yeah. yeah we we'll talk offline. Yeah. So anyway, other than that, you know, I know me. Y'all can find me at Jeff versus the world on Twitter. Uh, the real Jeff versus the world on Instagram and Jeff versus the world on the fa- Facebook fan page. Also, you can just go and make it easier and go go to Jeff versus the world podcast and find everything there. Uh, all the episodes, all that good stuff like that. Um, this should be out tonight morning. I'll sure. set it up for 12 a.m. and it'll be out and for people to listen to a uh, hell. I might just go ahead and just put it out whenever it finishes download. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but it'll be out tonight. Um, and the next time you hear my voice will be Tuesday. Uh, me and Shahid recorded a Lionheart episode. Uh, Jean Claude oh Van Damme, and let me tell you something. JCVD, my boy. <laughs> I may have the worst JCVD impersonation. 
and I really got on Shahid <laughs> nerves the whole episode. <laughs> and that was oh, fun. Man. That was definitely a fun episode because Lionheart is one of those movies where I think a lot of people forget. And it's it's super underrated for JC JCVD. And we talk about Jean-Claude Van Damme. But it's it was just fun. Like it's nothing serious. You don't have to really think of nothing. And I was kind of like him in his movies, like kickboxer, blood sport. He had his little run there and it was you know, it was cool. So yeah, that's the next just miss movies like that. Don't you miss movies like that? Yeah, when you just, just watch like, it. You know what? I turn my brain off. I'm just watching it, and it's it's just a good, it's a cool movie. Like, doesn't I don't I don't have to. We don't have to write dissertations about the meaning of it. It's just like yo, yeah, it's a movie. I watch. It's dope. Move on. You still can find them here and there, especially with those lot of like straight to the, uh, streaming services. You can find them here. And mm-hmm. there. They still have them out there, but it's just not popular like they used to be because we don't have those stars stars that stand out anymore you know but yeah it is what it is um other than that we'll be back uh sooner than later i'm not gonna give y'all any time uh but when the time is right like the time is right now to come out with an episode you'll get that episode no rush nothing like that so if you want any of our wrestling uh opinions and stuff go follow us on twitter uh you can check us out there and i'm sure we'll have one or two Three, maybe even four. Yes, opinions. sir. I will. I will say it will not take us two months to do another episode. Yeah, I, it I, won't we, take two we'll months. Guarantee you that. Yeah, this the rest of the year should be fine, man. It's really gonna yeah. ease up come November. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me anyway. So, yeah, we'll be rocking and rolling, uh, getting these episodes out. So until then, uh, everybody be safe out there. Mask up, vax up, and all that good stuff. And we'll be talking to you. Peace. Peace, everybody.